0: Uh, 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 uh. Zeno What's good guys I'm welcome to another episode of the X-Men Euro 2020 Chart. It's Zeno here and welcome to episode 14 In today's episode we're going to discuss Day 2 of the round of 16 And the matches between Central Republic and Netherlands And Belgium v Portugal The first big boy matchup of the round Now Obviously when I made my not my prediction when I made the preview. I discussed about how historically Czech Republic have always done alright in in Euros tournaments, in European Championships. Even you know, in recent years, you know, before the tournament started, only won one won the last seven games, and it looks like they've captured the spirit of '04 because they went and beaten the Netherlands. Now they were held by Delict and his um, attempts at playing goalkeeper to stop the ball going through for Patrick Schick to score. And also we're helped by Daniel Marlin's miss just before that. If Daniel Marlin doesn't miss the chance, you know, doesn't try to round the keeper and just puts it past him, dispatches it past him. Then that situation with the leak doesn't happen in the first place. But what Jacob probably did really well was take advantage of the moment. Now, obviously, in the first half, nothing too exciting. It was quite a cagey affair. You know, but Czech Republic happened just to sit back. And Netherlands weren't firing as well as they were in the group stages, probably because the Czech Republic's probably the best, biggest challenge they've had all tournament in their current form and in the current space. Second half went around, went along the same fashion. Netherlands continuing to try and push, and Czech Republic was just trying to sell for what they had, and you know maybe pinch a couple of opportunities here and there. Now. Donia Marlin gets an opening. He get, he does really well to get past the last defender. He's rushing in on goal. Now we're thinking surely it's 1-0. He's going to just cipher the bomb corner. Top corner. Near post. No, no, no. no. This guy tries to round um, Thomas Vlachik in the net. Do you recall that Vlachik, I think he's 6'4 plus. He's a very tall keeper. Vlachik does really well. Sticks out his arms. Collects the ball. <laughs> so he just shot it. Before you know it, Vlachik dispatches the ball... And all of a sudden, the ball bounces towards De Ligt. Unfortunately, there was questions over De Ligt's form and fitness before the tournament started. But you know, his, his time at Juventus, he has improved as a player this season over well, the past season. But he was not, not fit when the tournament started. He, he has his footing is all wrong. He slips. Patrick Schick is now bearing down all over him. He's all over him like somewhere. He's about to you know, probably get a chance to score the goal. All of a sudden the ball bounces underneath the leaked and behind him. So we're like, hmm, physically that is not natural. Must. He must have done something to affect the direction of the ball and that was to slap it behind him. <laughs> he panicked. When you're young and you don't have that much experience at this high, high level, in moments like that, you panic. It's just it's just human nature. When you gain more and more experience it so no, you you don't panic as much because you know you've been there before and therefore your clarity of thought is much improved. Now delict wasn't thinking with clarity, that's why he did what he did. He just told himself I need to stop this ball getting in there. Patrick Schick, slap it. Mm. Disastrous. Turns out the referee gave him a yellow card originally, but VR told him mate, listen, you got that wrong, send them off. He stopped the goal scoring opportunity. Referee goes and reviews it, sends him off. That changes the game completely. Turns it on its head on a 180 degree angle, fam. From then on, was Chekhov, it just put the pressure on. They put the absolute pressure on. Beck had a chance to give in the lead. Denzel Dumfries blocks it. There's a couple of chances, I think, little chances they had as well. Masapust, I mean, that, no, Masapust's chance came after the goal. But, but Antonin Barak, who I didn't, haven't seen his tournament, I, just, I think it's the first time he's played the whole tournament. I'm not sure, though. He um, has a free kick. Right near the corner flag. Whips it in. Thomas Kalash rises above everyone to head it across back the goal. And Thomas Holish heads it into the goal via the attempts by um, former Crystal Palace left-back um, Patrick Red and Holt to clear the ball away. And before you know it, Czech Republic have the damn lead. Like, who would have who thought? The Czech Republic would have the devil lead against the Netherlands. Not many people. You know, but it was much deserved because in the, in the minutes in which, after Dillik left the pitch, they were the better side. And the Netherlands didn't really do enough previously to, you know, take control of the game fully. And then, obviously, they had to keep pushing. They keep pushing for a goal. When that happened, they got caught on the counter. Thomas Hollis again was involved, getting down on the wing. He literally takes, swiping the ball off Wayne Adams' feet, rushing towards goal. Took a dodgy touch that basically pushed him away from the goal, but he did really well to cut it back for Patrick Schick. Only one man has more goals than him this whole tournament, and that's Chris Ronaldo, There's another guy called Own Goals, but Own Goals is yeah. But yes, yeah, so literally Schick puts it in, beautiful. What a really classy. Composed finish. You can tell that's a guy that's enjoying scoring goals for fun at the moment for um, his country. This tournament. Czech Republic's award is now to play against Denmark, who obviously we talked about in the last episode. They're they're right now on an emotional high. They've been charged with emotion, and and they and they steamrolled the last two games to find a group stage match in the match against Wales. So, well, in all in all, it, it should be a really good match between two teams that have fought to get here in different ways, in different styles. That will be a tough tough one to call. I know in the last episode I said Denmark early. I just thought the teams that were playing on the same day. And they kept changing the um, bracket, the tournament brackets. So teams were in different positions. So I've seen things that confuse my brain a bit. But I've, been, I've, been, I've confirmed that done my research and now I've found out that the frat- bracket is like that. It's Denmark that play against Czech Republic. And it's actually Italy that plays the winner of the Belgium-Portugal game which is Belgium. Belgium defeated Portugal 1-0 you know, thanks to a strike by togan Hazard. Now, similar to the Netherlands um, Czech Republic game, it was a bit of a cage first 40-something minutes. First off, in general, Portugal sitting back, you know, settling for little opportunities on the counter-attack and it was Belgium that had the most of the ball and were pushing for opportunities. So when Tolkien Hazard cut inside and smacked the absolute rocket into the corner of the goal, you could say it was pretty much deserved. Because they were the team tried to put on, put, trying to put on the pressure. So as a result of that, you could say that they deserved the goal. But Portugal, oh, of course, with Cristiano Ronaldo hmm, and at the forefront, looked dangerous on the counter-attack. But with that midfield, it was, you know, Ronaldo Sanchez tried his best. You know, but you was a limited midfield that needed a bit, a little bit more creativity in the park, and a, you know, but um, in the second half, Portugal tried and tried and tried and tried, but the experienced trio of Vatongen, Alderweireld, and Vermalen stood strong, impressively enough, because three of them haven't had the most amazing of seasons for their clubs. Vatongen, he probably was solid in Portugal. I can't lie to you. I don't, I don't watch Portuguese football. But I'm assuming it's for Tom. He probably was. He was doing just fine. All the world had an up and down season with Tottenham, and obviously um, Romarini was struggling to get games with Russell So in Japan, so obviously, <laughs> the experience is what counted. This is exactly what I was referring to earlier with the Van, um, van The leaked situation. It's just experience will make you better, and more wiser, and you can tell they were able to control, um, keep basically. Portugal's players at bay, even though they put on Andre Silva, Bruno Fernandes, Jair Felix. You know all these subs. They tried, they tried to make a difference, they struggled to actually impact the game. Axel Witzel being back in the squad was an important, important, you know, the thing player to have thing to, to have happened for them. Really good defensive player, great anticipation, instigation skills. You know, so having him there was a big help. They managed to control the game and see it out to the end. You know, Lukaku got the ball and held it up as well as he could. Hazard did well to support him. De Bruyne before he got subbed off did well to support him. You know, Mertens who came on didn't do too much though, but he um, he tried his hardest. And, and yeah, Portugal pushed and they pushed, but Belgium was too solid. It's a very encouraging performance to be honest. It there's much more levels that Berjo could go up to. And that's what Italy should be looking looking towards. Even though I'm not sure they're playing against Italy, so don't take my word for that one. I'll have to re-look at the bracket to make sure. I don't really trust anything I see in terms of the bracket anymore. I've just got to wait for the games to materialise themselves. But um yeah, all in all, two, you know, really tight, close matches that were decided by significant moments. Obviously, in the Netherlands-Czech Republic game, it was the red card. And then the Belgium-Portugal game, it was just simply the goal. You know, whoever scored first was always going to have an advantage. When you have two really high-level teams like that, and the number one team in the world against the European and Nations League champions, you know, once will Whoever scores first will probably have the advantage for the rest of the game. Especially against a topside like Portugal, who don't, you know, play this flashy attacking football even they do have the resources to do so the players to do so Fernando Santos is a lot, very conservative pragmatic coach he likes to you know keep it solid at the back and use that as a foundation for attacking in the final third because of the talent of the players he has but against Belgium it just didn't work the players were kept at bay obviously Guerrero hit the post and Yota had a chance They were close. They had the chances. But all in all, Belgium looked reasonably comfortable in the scene at the game, really and truly. It didn't feel like they needed to score another goal because Portugal just didn't look look extremely threatening, even with Ronaldo in the side. So, you know, all in all, it's an encouraging defensive performance. Offensive, of course, they can get better. So we'll have to just wait and see. But yeah, I think that's going to be all for today's review. Hope to see you guys in the next episode where we'll be talking about France, Switzerland and I believe Croatia, Spain. So yeah, talk to you guys then. Catch you in the next episode.